Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by one of my longtime friends, Drew Burke. And Drew is CEO and founder of YT Money Media, where he builds, manages, and sells digital assets. These days, he's specifically helping people make money with faceless YouTube channels. So I've asked him to join us here today to help understand the landscape of building the assets within a business, as well as leveraging YouTube to grow them. So Drew, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Daryl. Thanks for having me on here. It's an honor and jealous of your background, as I said the last time I talked to you, but I'm stoked to be here, man. It's good to reconnect. Yeah, it is good to reconnect. Now, I don't necessarily even know your origin story, so that might be a good place to start. Like how, so for those that, like I said, Drew's been my friend for a long time. I think we met at Icon, like in InfusionCon, I think it was one of those, InfusionSoft, as we called Icon. And we stayed in touch and we did the whole like, buddy mastermind thing years and years ago. And we ended up actually working together in San Diego at some point for a couple of months. But before all that, like, how did you even get into business and marketing and sales? Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Yes. My dad was an entrepreneur and built and developed apartments and owned businesses. And unfortunately, though, he passed away at age 46. So I didn't get much time with him as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, my origin story really starts in San Diego, probably. I moved from South Florida to San Diego with my then girlfriend, now wife, and that was in 99. Started a technology business and sold that. We provided high-speed internet to luxury condo towers in downtown San Diego. And then I decided to get in real estate. So I started a real estate brokerage. And in 08, my wife and I decided we want to start a family. And so I knew I didn't want to work nights and weekends. I had about 36 realtors working for me at the time. And somewhere along the way, I'd heard of Frank Kern, who I know you know, Daryl. And uh, I thought, man, this guy is killing it. This is so much better than real estate. So I started the process to get rid of all my agents and dissolve the corporation. And I started internet marketing. And I made my first $25. I'll never forget it. And I was immediately hooked. I woke up one morning, I had a, an email from a ClickBank product. And I said, told my wife, this is validation. I'm definitely proceeding with shutting down the real estate. And shortly after she told me she was pregnant and I was like, it's all right, we're going to be rich because Frank Kern's killing it. This is amazing. <laughs> and six months go by and I don't make another dollar. Uh. And she was like, I don't, maybe you shouldn't have yeah. went all in on this. You know? <laughs> uh, so that was end of 08, 09, the middle to end of 09, I launched my very first WordPress website and membership site. It was called Web Real Estate Tools. And we taught people, realtors, we taught them how to use blogs and how to use Facebook and how to use Twitter and how to use YouTube. And so it was a long time ago. and. That course did all right. We made my first six figures on that. And then I started doing email marketing, consultation, consulting. So that's why I met you at Icon. Mm. And uh, that was the very beginning of how I got into it. And 
as you can imagine, over that decade, I tried everything. And yeah. Some of it worked really well. Some of it worked miserably well. And now I'm super stoked where I'm at. I wish I would have just started this a decade ago and stayed on this exact path. But I'm a believer you have to, every kind of decision leads you to where you're supposed to be. The word to decide actually means to cut away. So you try these things and you cut those options. That's a bad path. That's a bad path. And then what you're left with is the journey that you're on. So I love that. So email marketing. And so how did you get into YouTube? I said it was one of the very first courses we taught with Web Real Estate Tools. So I was very familiar with it. But in that course, which is funny, this 2009, 2010, 2011 timeframe, the biggest hurdle with that was getting people to create the videos. And so out of the four courses, it was the worst one in terms of results and help that we were able to help people with or case studies or anything like that. And it wasn't because the course wasn't good. It's just that it really, if you're not comfortable in video, it's a long process to get comfortable in video. And if you don't have the equipment and back then the equipment wasn't what it is now. And so we just let it go. And I specifically just forgot all about YouTube. And it wasn't until, what is 23 now? So sometime in 2021, I decided I'm going to get back into YouTube and I'm going to build my own channel. Hmm. And I was shocked because I was like, man, I'm not doing it either. I don't want to create these videos. And I was overwhelmed and I just, I never did it. I never got any traction. So in early 2022, a business partner called me and he said, hey, I bought a channel. I bought a YouTube channel. And there, I, I may have already told you this, but for everyone listening, I had no idea what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to him, but I was watching YouTube, ironically, at the time, I was listening to him on the phone. And uh, when I hung up, my wife looked at me and I asked her, why are you looking at me so funny? She goes, what Joe want? I go, I don't know. He's bought a YouTube channel or something about a faceless channel. And he wants me to help him make money. And I said, I don't know what he's talking about. And she said, you're watching a faceless YouTube channel right now. It's all you ever watch. And so it clicked. I went to my YouTube library or the history and she was right. All of the videos I'd watched were faceless YouTube channels. And, and honestly, I didn't even really grasp it at that point, what it means, but it just means that it's a YouTube channel. It's video content without a personality. And so I'm a little slower than the average person. So it took me some while to really figure out even what I was referring to when I said faceless YouTube channels. But my personality is, I said to Joe, give me the login, let me get in there. And I just, it took over. It just, it took over. I would become immediately obsessed with it. And what I loved about it was, I know the power of YouTube, right? And COVID hit and everyone turned to YouTube and it got even bigger. I see my kids, they don't know what TV is. They just watch YouTube. So I know it's the future, but I didn't know how to make money with it. And that just, that's where the obsession began. And so now it's a year and a half later and we're adding more assets, as I call them, to that. But the faceless channels are the foundation of everything we do. Got it. All right, let's talk about this then. So we've got a faceless channel. So this just means like, 
faceless video, like right now we've got you and me and there's Drew and Daryl on the call, but a faceless right. is there's no owner, there's no personality, but there is a topic and a theme. It's not a bunch of random videos, right? You want to pick a niche because what we have found in our experience, whether it's true or not, I don't know because I don't, I'm not YouTube, right? But what we found to be true is that you need the channel to be on a specific topic so that YouTube learns what the channel is about and then they can send videos to you or viewers to you. So for instance, we have a pickleball channel. Right. And correct. There's no personality. There's no Daryl. There's no Drew. There is a real voice. We have a human voice. And then it's video clips. So we have a team, they go out and they get video clips, whether they're royalty free or stock free, or they take them from other people's channels, as long as they're used under the fair use guideline and they're, they're transformed into original content, it's perfectly fine to do. Most of our videos run from on the very short end, four to six minutes, but probably 80% of the videos are in the eight to 14 minute mark. And then the rule of thumb is the longer the video, the more ads that YouTube can play on the video. And the more ads they can play, the more money you can make. Got it. Okay. So the way you're monetizing is primarily via ads. So it's putting a video out there, content on a specific niche topic. So you're doing a lot of typical, and I say typical because I've been in it. So maybe we need to back, like you need to do market research. And then you just right. provide like a resource, like a training resource. And you're giving away the farm. There's no, you know, was it useful but incomplete? You just give away the farm on these channels in order to get all the views that you can, the longest watch time that you can, and you're monetizing them with ads. Exactly. And you touch on something that we don't necessarily do, but you know, what I when you're talking, I hear that more of like how personality channels can do it. They can Instead of selling a course almost, they can give everything away because YouTube, what I didn't know before January of 22 is I didn't really understand how you made money on YouTube. And the right. first thing that most people think is AdSense. And so it clicked. Oh, now I understand all of those, what people call the dumb cat videos, the silly cat videos that people knew a decade ago. They knew we'll just put content up and if people watch it, we can make money on AdSense. Now we kind of had this, epiphany, if you will, I don't know a better word for it, in the past six months is AdSense is great. And that's the kind of, I think the gold standards. It's completely passive. I put these videos and I get my $1,000 a month or my $100,000 a month from AdSense. But what we found is we now look at it when we're picking the niche selection, we don't start with the way most people do. We look at it like, where's the revenue? And here's what I mean. So we look at AdSense. Can we get views? That's number one. Can we drive traffic to an affiliate offer? Or can we create videos for a brand deal or a company that might want to sponsor? Can we create video content that will drive sales to a digital product or to a print-on-demand store? And when we look at it that way, it starts to narrow down that niche and then the video topic. And so here's an example. And I'll give you a real example. So I've been told, and I've seen a lot of experiences with YouTube where YouTube will not monetize certain niches. Like they don't want to, or like to monetize like the Christianity niche. Mm. So if you said, Hey, I want to create a YouTube channel all about Christianity and Bible quotes and all this, I would say you'll get millions of views. But if your revenue strategy is AdSense only, you'll be broke. So if you start from the revenue strategy first, you'll save yourself 
potentially a lot of lost time down the road, right? Whereas if you say, hey, I'm a business coach and I want to build a YouTube channel and I'd like it to drive traffic to my funnel so I can sell my $10,000 coaching offer, but you pick the niche based on AdSense and viral, you probably won't get your end goal because the millions of people watching the viral video probably aren't going to be the exact candidate for your business offer. Right. So we start with like, how do we want to make money from this thing? Mm. And then we pick the niche that fits in that. And then we pick the video topics and then we launch the channel. Got it. So you start off with the goal, whether it's like you said, just to recap for people, whether it's an affiliate offer, your own digital product or a print on demand product, something, a service, maybe you want to sell, maybe you still you're an immigration lawyer or something. You start with that first and then you go to the AdSense research. Exactly. And the to give people more language is when it's AdSense only, you want viral videos. You want the hundred thousand million, 10 million views because you make money from AdSense. But when it's when there's other things like an offer, a coaching offer you have or a program you have, you don't need millions of views. 100%. So a video might get 10,000 views and you may wait, make way more money than someone's getting millions. In fact, someone commented on my Facebook profile a couple of weeks ago. He does a lot of land banking. He said he only gets thousands of views, but he makes $900,000 a year from his YouTube channel. That's wild. So he does what? Land bank banking? Land banking, yeah, which is, uh, I'll butcher it. And if he sees this video, it might yell at me. But my definition of that is he gets people to invest in raw land with the hopes that it's going to sell for 10X, 100X multiple when a shopping mall wants to be built there. Ah, like Gates right now, how he's buying up the entire United States because yeah. land holds its value. Got it, okay. So this is great. But now how many, there's a lot of people, they launch these channels, they, it sounds great. It sounds very straightforward, but where do, where, what are some of the greatest challenges? And where, like, that people see? Because I obviously, if this were this simple, more people would be successful. The old saying is it's simple, it's just not easy. And yeah, here's what we've seen is, and the flip side of this is why I love it. So one reason that it's a problem is it's get rich slow and everyone's been conditioned to get rich quick. And when you break that down is that the video production cost. Now I'm going to tell you pre-AI and then post-AI. Sure. So before AI hit and took over the world, we were paying $75 to $100 a video. Mm. And we were doing that with the expectation when the video channel grew that we were probably going to have to increase that cost to $200, $300 a video. And this so is if like you a just four takes, to 14 minute video, right? This isn't, yeah. not making a documentary here. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it does, in that budget, you're probably talking probably the longest video would be 20, 30 minutes max, but the majority right. are in that eight to 14 minutes. Okay. So if you take, and we do 20 videos a month. So just take 20 times $75 a video, it's $1,500. And my experience is as an average, so there's exceptions, every rules, right? And I know gurus love to talk in the exceptions, but I like this. Average is probably anywhere from six to 12 months before AdSense gets you to break even. And at $1,500 a month, a lot of people won't do it or can't do it. And evidence of I have of that is I've helped dozens of people, many of which before they started, I said, you need to have 
a six to 12 months budget for this, because if you don't, you'll run out of money and it'll just be wasted. A lot of them quit two, three months in. I get a message at least once a week, maybe three or four times a week from people saying, hey, can you, do you wanna buy my channel? I got 60 videos on, I didn't get a private jet, I'm not, I can't buy an island. And uh, this whole internet's a, a scam. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one makes money online. So that's, I think that's the biggest problem is that the cost and the time. Now you said post AI. So let's talk about post AI now. So post, post AI, and I'll keep apples apples. So that same $75 video now we could do by ourselves. And it could, in theory, be free. And I would say 70% of people could do the video on their own. Where pre-AI, I would say maybe 5 10% could do it. And I'm in the small percent that can't do it. I just, I'm not that skilled or I don't have the attention span for the editing or whatever. But paying someone, so apples, apples, that same $75 to pay a team pre-AI, post-AI cost me about 30 bucks. Which is huge because so it cuts down the time to break even. Because now instead of 1500 a month, you take 20 videos times 30, it's 600 a month. Now the break even could be month three, four. Which is which huge. Is huge. It is very huge. huge. Now you had said something to me that I thought was really surprising before we, we did the interview. Were you like, I don't care about subscribers. Forget subscribers. Yeah, the YouTube subscribers. Yeah, I don't care about. Now that's a little surprising to me because... Everybody on YouTube and their uncle is telling you to click that subscribe button. They've been, people are sheep, right? Mm. So they only do it because they heard it on a video they watched or someone told them to do it. But the reality is it's a vanity metric. The only relevance that I can find that, that subscriber means is that to get your monetization, you have to have a thousand subscribers to get your monetization, meaning if your video, if your YouTube channel has 10 million views and it's the next, and it's the next best channel besides Mr. Beast, but you don't have a thousand subscribers, YouTube won't pay you any money. You'll make no AdSense. So you have to have a thousand subscribers. Beyond that, the only relevance is getting your play button award because mm. you have to have a hundred thousand subscribers. Mm. It doesn't determine how much you make. Right. So that's why I say it doesn't matter. And it's, not an email list. That's yeah, the other thing. Email list. It's not. Can you talk when about I that a little bit? YouTube, I, I, I have this conversation with people all the time. Like I have an old client that's got a, a million people on Facebook now. And her and I have been talking. And can you just, I just want, before I say anything, what can you speak? Yeah. Why would you want a mailing list versus a subscriber on YouTube? Wouldn't the subscriber on YouTube be more powerful? No, I don't think so, because I think as a subscriber, it does nothing unless I've set up a notification. And then that doesn't do anything unless I'm looking at my notifications. But an email, I think you should have an email list and a phone list, an SMS list, because I can send emails to your inbox. And I know people say email's dead, but I don't know about you, but I still check email every single day. Yep. I still open and click on emails. And... I run email campaigns for myself. I've ran them for companies over the years, as I know you have. And so I just have overwhelming data that having an email list is very lucrative if you email people. Yeah. Yeah. In the fact, biggest... one of the things I was saying, 
you can't export your YouTube followers. You can't export your Facebook fans, but you can import your email list to Facebook to invite them to like your page. You can import your email list to LinkedIn and invite them to connect to you. You can email people and ask them to go check out your YouTube channel. And so you can upload it to run ad, create an ad audience off right. of them. Yeah. You can upload an email list to Twitter, to AdWords, which you probably could target people that watch your videos anyhow, but you can upload an email list to Facebook. You can't target your YouTube videos and Facebook ads. Yeah, I love that. So I, so I just, YouTube, I think for me, the aha for me, the light bulb for me truly was when I just realized it's a platform that will pay you for views and attention and moving on. Cause we said we have to make money in other ways, right? We AdSense is great, but what are all the other ways? And so affiliate commissions was great, but the brand deal and sponsorships, that was the, like this second part of that light bulb was when we realized we could charge companies directly to place ads for their company on our video it was clicked. It was like, oh, I can build my own ad platform. Mm. And in that logic, I thought, how does YouTube make money? Ads. How's Facebook make money? Ads. How's LinkedIn make money? Ads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I thought, I'm used to paying for ads. Let me get paid to run ads now. And I, I anticipate that the brand deal and sponsorships, fast forward 12 to 18, 24 months from now, I anticipate the brand deal and sponsorship revenue stream will be exponentially larger than any of the other revenue streams we have. So just for people, let's put this, put this together for them. So you've got uh, a very specific niche topic. You're building a following. The subscribers don't really matter because I know when I go to YouTube, the algorithm recommends a ton of stuff for channels that I don't really follow anyways. There is a subscriptions tab that I do click from time to time, but often it's so buried to some channels upload seven videos on the same day not really super useful for me. So what you're saying is that you just have great videos that get and hold attention on a specific niche topic that teaches the YouTube algorithm what you're about so it can connect you with like-minded people. And because you have all these people's attention, you can use that to then either try to get them off onto an email list, phone list, to be an affiliate yourself for other products. So now you don't even necessarily have to worry about having the factory or providing the service or all that stuff. What you're really doing is curating a community. You're building, nurturing, and feeding content to a community. And then in response to that, the it's just trying to break even. Once you've broken even, now you're looking for other means of monetization, which is we've all seen sponsored videos. This video right. is sponsored by, and that's where the channel owner has been paid by someone. How does that work? Because that's still marketing and sales in and of itself. Or are these people coming to you? That every day I log into my inbox for because we the way we set these channels up is we do them with a brand new email. So it's a standalone account. And we do that because if we want to sell them one day, we don't want it to be all intertwined with our existing Google stuff. So because of that, I don't log into these emails every single day. A couple of times a week I may log in there. And every time I log in, there's at least one, if not four or five emails from companies offering or asking rather if they can sponsor videos or asking us to promote them as an affiliate. Which is great. What's really exciting. Yeah, it's great. And to give you an example on our Pickleball channel, 
Amazon's great because you can be an affiliate for anything, but their commission rate is terrible. It's like one to 3%. So I was like, man, this is terrible. So I started, and this was like month three or four of the pickleball channel. And I'll talk about why I waited so long in a few minutes, but it was around month three or four. So reaching out to people and people were getting back to me, but then I had this, what I think was a genius idea. I went to facebook.com slash ad slash library and yes. I typed in pickleball paddle. And I found companies running ads to sell their pickleball paddles. So I messaged him, Hey, saw your ad today for this pickleball paddle. I have a pickleball channel. Here's the stats. Can I be an affiliate? And many of them offered me as high as 35%. Huge. So huge because Amazon, the same paddles, one to 3%, direct yeah. was 30, 35%. Yeah, I love that. And they're so smart too, because you're going to get paid handsomely. They might get a repeat buyer. They don't know like the, so for people listening here, again, this is for, this may to some seem a fundamental, but a lot of people think the purpose of business is to get a sale. But the reality is you get a sale to get a customer and then you have to nurture that long-term relationship with them. And so the company is brilliant because they're not doing any work and you're sending them buyers. So here you go. Here's all the profit right. off the first sale because it's building our reach. They're buying our paddles, not our competitors. When they go to play pickleball, our brand's being seen, not our competitors. There's just a hard to value asset to that, that presence in themselves. And again, there's no work on their end. It's just incentivizing you to now all of a sudden endorse them with your channel. There's also that endorsement. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, because, and the majority of those people said, can we also do paid sponsors? So we have several lined up now where we have their, we're affiliates. But they're also paying to sponsor videos. And that's the, now sometimes you got to go all into something and you got to go deep enough to start to figure out things, right? And so what right. we figured out now is with new channels, rather than waiting three, four, five, six, nine months is we can reach directly out to companies using that Facebook ad strategy, find companies that have products and then offer them, hey, would you like to sponsor a video? And even if we charge them, the post AI rate or pre AI $75 a video or the post at like 30, $40 a video. It just covers our Your cost. costs yeah, and everything after that's gravy. And so that goes back to that whole understanding the cat video thing is, like, Oh, this is a platform and we can generate revenue, but now let's cover the cost as quickly as possible. So it's all gravy. And then look at all the other ways we can generate revenue. Yeah. I love that. That's so brilliant. That's so brilliant. So what would you, so what about, what would you recommend to someone that's starting out or struggling? If they, does it have to all be faceless or do you do a blend? Like, how do you, cause I know there's probably people that are listening to this, especially cause the title of it, it's either people that are thinking of starting a YouTube channel or they probably already have something going. So if they already have something going, would you recommend that they abandon it? Does it have to all be done super clean? That's from the get go. What do you think? Is their merits to having a history or it's just make an email, buy a domain, make an email, start fresh. What, what would you, your yeah, profession? I mean, it's a great question, but obviously it's so specific and unique to each person. So I don't know that I could just okay. make a blanket statement, but here's what I would say about this hybrid channel, right? Personality, look at me, I'm on camera. And then a faceless is by far the biggest challenge with a personality channel, hands down, is the consistency. So you mm -hmm. mentioned a while ago, someone uploads seven videos a day and then maybe right. they don't 
and what we have found, and again, I'm not YouTube, so yep. someone can say they know different, but what we have found is that consistency is by far the number one thing, especially when you're starting off. Mm -hmm. So whether you do one video a week or you do two video a week, whatever it is, but be consistent. And then quantity. So in our case, 20 videos, <laughs> excuse me. And then the third thing was quality. So what that means is like in the beginning, pick your schedule, be consistent, do as many videos as you can consistently. And then when you build the channel up and you start to get subs and you start to get views, when you can start to improve the quality of the video. And the reason I try to stress that with people is because if you start off focus on quality, especially as a personality channel, it's just another obstacle in your way. It's another hurdle to get over. Mm. And there's 51 million plus YouTube videos out there. Mm. And the overwhelming majority are failed. Mm -hmm. And I define failed as they're not making any money. It's not right. doing anything to support their business. And, and I got a dozen of those channels I've done over the years. 60 right. videos, 80 videos, 30 videos. So if that's you and you have no, and if I'm talking to you who's listening right now is if you have a channel and you're not consistent and you're not going to get consistent, then yeah, I say stop doing it and divert that time and effort and energy to something that you will do consistently. Got it. Got it. It's great. Probably a good time to mention if people have questions, you can reach out to Drew directly on Facebook, Drew Burks, B-U-R-K-S. He's very approachable, easy to handle, and he does help others that are trying to get this done. But so now I love because you mentioned because consistency is the most important thing. We learn through iteration, right? Now, is YouTube right. going to penalize you if your first videos suck or can you just outproduce your worst content? A lot of the gurus out there, and I despise the word and I pray that no one ever uses that word to define me, but the gurus out there, that the coaches out there, they talk about your first 30 videos, your first 60 videos. Your, I heard Mr. Beast say something the other day. If you've done fewer than 100 videos, don't ask me about why it's not working. So I don't think YouTube is going to penalize you for those first videos that are no good. I think it's right. intended or expected they'll be no good. Right. It's Again, I just think for us, we chose faceless because we didn't have to be involved. And the keys for me was this is time freedom is important. I don't want another right. job. I don't want to build something for a year and then realize I don't want to do it anymore. And then it's done. It's over. Right. 100%. So now you mentioned other assets. Let's talk about what are the assets of a business? What? Let's describe a bit of an can we maybe go down the list of some assets versus liability? Clearly, the simplest definition is a liability takes money out of your pocket and asset puts money in your pocket. Right. Or time. Um, or time. Right. I want to emphasize this. I just fired two people that I just hired about a month ago because I hired them to do a specific role and put in a certain amount of hours and they were unable to fulfill it. Now, their quality was still satisfactory and I could have kept them and just kept the output that they were able to do but every person requires a certain amount of time, attention, training. I got to get them caught up if they miss stuff. And they were very confused. And I was like, because I posted, I need these specific things and you're not able to provide it completely. And I could keep you, but now I have to manage two people, four people versus just one, two. And that to me is a liability because that doubles my overhead in terms of time, attention, all that. So I just want to point that out because you talked about 
it takes money or it sucks up your time. I was like, I need to do less better. I just need to find people that can fulfill the need completely. I just want to emphasize that because you you'd mentioned liability great takes point. money or time. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Uh, and time, like I said, I think it's a, time freedom is my most important, like the highest value I place on that. Of course, right. above excluding my family and all that, of course. But the other assets, I'll tell you the ones, and I'm sure there are others, but these are the ones we focus on. So faceless YouTube channels, SEO content sites or WordPress sites, blog sites. We prefer WordPress, but it could be any platform. Email list and email list slash newsletter. There is some difference in what they are, but at the end of the day, it's an email that goes out. So look at those. We also like these print on demand stores. Um, we really like ebooks. We're just starting to, we finished all the SOPs and stuff to manage or not manage, but create and publish ebooks to Kindle for everyone. So for instance, Pickleball, we have a series of ebooks going out. Now we're not doing that because we expect or even care if we make that much money from the book sales, but we're using those books as really bringing buyers. Now they're sales tools. Yeah. To, right. to drive traffic. So those are our kind of our primary ones, online courses, of course. And, but the three main ones are the YouTube channel, the blog site and email list. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. The YouTube channel because it drives traffic, the SEO because it drives traffic and the email list because it builds relationships with the people who have taken that next step. And it's a huge- Adds revenue. Asset. Yeah. And accelerates revenue because we can promote other things. Like we have 20 videos a month. So in theory, let's just say we had an ad on every video. We could promote 20 different things, but an email, I can promote hundreds of stuff. And, I, I and, love then, and then beyond that, Daryl, the real secret is it's just, our goal is to build, manage and sell. So we have two targets in this business, positive cash flow and exit, seven, fi seven figure plus exit. So every project we look at, we say, what assets are we gonna add? What's the revenue strategy for this project? What assets can we put in place to, to hit that revenue strategy or to execute those revenue strategies? And how quickly can we get to an exit? And we believe based on business broker sites that are out there and, and businesses and newsletters and blog sites and channels that are actively being listed and sold, we know that if we roll them up into those three portfolios at minimum, we're going to have a much higher exit than if we had just a YouTube channel or just a blog site or just an email list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that news. Email lists are fantastic. I've, I had someone that was on my email list for eight years and then came and spent 20 grand with me. And I'm like, they just paid for that email list service for the eight years that they were getting it for free. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But that's, see, that's in a point where you understand this, I call it the get rich slow thing. And it's not that I want to take forever to get rich, but it's the relationship. And if you didn't have that email and if you weren't consistent doing what you did for eight years, you would have never gotten that revenue. Yeah. That's the one thing people buy when they're ready to buy, not when you're ready to sell. So that's <laughs> really where you got to hang out. You got to just be around I call it the green eggs and ham racket. 
Hey, right. would you with a goat? Would you, would you with it? Would you in a boat? Would you with a goat? Would you in a house? Would you with a mouse? You, you gotta, gotta have, make, you gotta make offers. Yeah, you gotta make those offers, but you gotta do it in a way that's fun and entertaining and doesn't get booted out. So I'm a big right. fan. I like the three step process where one, you just get hand raised. Would you be interested in this? Then you send them to something where they can immediately identify if it's for them, qualify themselves. People like to use quizzes or surveys. There's, I have a book, the copyright's like 18, 1918, 1916. That's like psychology and advertising or something. And in it, a chapter is dedicated to the questionnaire method. So all these people vetted these quiz methods, yeah. but all it is is just helping, you know, in medicine, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Hmm. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So just first get a hand raise, then let them diagnose whether they need it or not. There's a place nearby my house. I actually want to do, a, I'll, maybe I'll do a video for this now, but it's, I forget the name, but it's a shoe store and they've got a free foot assessment. And you literally go in there and they just put a piece of paper on this thing and you step on it and there's ink on the bottom and it gives you like a footprint. And when they flip it over, okay. it shows your footprint. And then beside it, it shows a healthy footprint and one with this deformity, that deformity, and then it lists three products in the store beside each outcome. So in less than like 30, like as fast as that person could put the paper on the thing and you can put your foot on it, they've already diagnosed you with, hey, here's what your footprint looks like. This is what footprints look like if they're normal, blah, 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 blah. And if one of these is you, here are the products that you may want to check out. And it's just, I just, I just think it's so it's brilliant. brilliant. It's just, so it's, it handles the sale form. It shows them the problem and gives them a solution and they're in and out. Right there. Just right there. I wasn't looking to buy anything for my feet today, but I was curious to do my foot. What's going on with my feet? And then I saw it and then I chose to buy it. So I love that three-step process. That and, and email newsletters are just, I'm leaning in heavy on the newsletters these days just for whoever's, whoever's listening. So I agree. I agree on that, especially with SEO and AI coming to SEO, I think that the community part is going to be huge. Like having that community is huge, huge, huge. And being able to go and jumpstart something, right? You're going to launch a YouTube channel, being able to send out a few emails to help give you some love in the beginning. I think what I love, even listening to you talk just there, I was realizing I've always been about relationships. To me, that's what everything comes down to. The money will come and go, relationships are there. But you know, for people listening is, and I've never thought of it or said it or articulated this way, but in listening to you speak is what occurred to me is like, it really allows you to quickly up level. And what I mean is, so I started a YouTube channel on Pickleball. I don't know anything about Pickleball. I never played Pickleball before. But after a few months and I checked my email inbox, owners and founders of companies who have big Pickleball companies are reaching out to me. So Going from nobody to now in the pickleball space, I can say, oh, I've spoke to this founder and this owner and this CEO and this pickleball pro. And it's as if I'm one of the OGs in that space. Yep. But for no other reason than I just created this platform and it just automatically yeah. by association. And you, I'm sure you know as well as I do, but like when you're in a room and say 10 people are in the room, but you have a relationship with one of them. It's easy to go, oh, yeah, I was just talking to Daryl. And I'm like, oh, I know Daryl. Like, he, yeah. you just by association, you get in there. Yep. So. Yeah, I love that. So what would you recommend to someone who might be starting out or struggling right now? They've just started a channel. 
We've already given some great tips, but what is there a, a rollout process or something like you already mentioned, you got to try and figure out a way to be in it for six to ten, six to 12 months. I loved, that was a great, like people, if you missed it, go back and listen about Facebook ads to help sponsor, find sponsors, even when you're just getting started. Huge tip, my goodness. But for anyone else that might be starting out and struggling, is there anything else as far, because you've obviously worked with a lot of people and you've seen a lot of mistakes people make. Yeah, I would say, again, I can't stress this enough, is the very first thing I recommend that you do is just take some time to sit down and buy time. I mean, it might be 10 minutes, might be a day, might be a week. Don't obsess over it, but get clear on how you want to make money. And here are the ABCDs or what we call it. So there's AdSense. And, just, and I recommend you write it down and put a little checkbox next to it and check it if you want to do it. So AdSense. If that's important to you and you want to make money, put a check. And then affiliate marketing. Put a checkbox by. And then brand deals or sponsorship deals. And then courses, like online courses, coaching. D is for digital products, digital downloads, like checklists, cheat sheets, eBooks, et cetera. And then memberships or masterminds, and then print on demand. Those are the most common ones. And, and so I tell you, start there. And you may have them all checked, but here's what's key is whatever you have checked, you then have to go and start to go on Google, go on YouTube, go on Etsy, go on Pinterest, go on TikTok and start to find a niche that you have some interest in. You don't need to be passionate about it, but I encourage you to not hate it, right? Because you're in the yeah. beginning, especially yeah. if you're not going to outsource everything, you're going to have to be in it a little bit. So pick something that you at least have interest in. And you want to, once you come up with three or five ideas, niche ideas, and then you want to start finding YouTube channels for that, blog sites for that, print-on-demand stores. And you want to see, do they have all, could you make money with all the revenue ideas you've checked off? Can you make money with all of those in that niche? So again, the example I gave earlier is if you want to build a YouTube channel about Bible verses and you want to make money on AdSense, that's probably not going to work. <clears throat> you need to make sure that you can do that. Once you have your revenue strategies planned out, you've got your niche. Now the next big, biggest thing, especially with YouTube, is to plan your video topics. <clears throat> and there's two main ones. There's viral, right? That those The one everyone wants, the million views, the 10 million views. There's viral and then there's search. So here's what you do. So for viral, just start with YouTube and search for the niche that you were looking at. And if you don't have any, if you need ideas, go to chat GPT and type in, give me ideas. 50 ideas for this niche. And then, you know, when you're on YouTube, when you see the drop down menu, when you start typing, it has a drop down, pay attention to all those drop downs. Yeah. And you're looking for viral videos. And at the top, there's a little thing called filter on YouTube. You want to filter by recent, like this week, this month, this year at the longest, because it's five months ago, right? You want recent videos and you want to search for four to 20 minute videos and then filter by views. So on that little filter box, there's those three or four things you can search for. That's going to show you for your keyword or key phrase, are there recent videos that are getting enough views to be viral? Mm. And, and then what I recommend you do is 
take all of those video titles and video links and stick them into a spreadsheet. Yeah. Make your own and, version. And we try to build a hundred of them. Yeah. In the beginning. And now you want to do the same thing, but these are like how to videos search. <laughs> and the best way to do this is there's a tool called vid IQ or TubeBuddy. Both are good. And that'll give you the keywords, the search volume for YouTube specifically. And so there you're going to go and find all the keywords that people are actively searching for on YouTube. Now you're not going to have the million views most likely, but we talked about this earlier, maybe a thousand views, but if it's a thousand views or your ideal audience to buy your course, yeah, that's gold. That is gold. Yep. And so that's how we plan the video topic. Now we try to come up with 50 to hundred minimum kind of max for those two topics. Got and it. then just a little shortcut now post AI, take all those titles and stick them in YouTube or chat GPT and say, there's a prompt we've designed that says, give me 15 titles and a description and all the hashtags and a five to seven second hook and a 30 second short form script. And so we do that. And we do that because we're playing around with using the short form scripts to test on TikTok and reels to see if we get any traction. So whether we use that or not, time will be time will tell we're playing with that. But we use that because it immediately gives us the new titles, the hashtags, the description. And then after that, we use the AI to write the scripts for each one. Right. I love that. So that's how we went from $75 a video to 30. I love that. Now you mentioned TikTok. So are you publishing more content on TikTok and then taking what kind of goes viral there for no? Okay. We're playing with it, but we have it. We've done a few tests with it and uh, it wasn't that favorable. Yeah. And then the shorts killed us. We hate shorts on YouTube. So we always tell people don't waste your money without a time. We found it kills the channel. Really? Yeah. So? The attention span's different. YouTube actually came out themselves six, eight months ago and said, Hey, creator, stop doing shorts because it's tricking algorithm. So all the subs and the views you had for 10 and 20 minute videos, they're going away because now we're flooding your traffic with the people that have the attention uh, span so of a gnat. You're saying people have content duration preferences. Mm -hmm. So if you built a channel making four to 20 minute videos and all of a sudden you start pumping out shorts, it, the people, kill your it'll, it'll attract people that can't sit around for 20 minutes. And the right. people that want a 20 minute they just gone because all they gone. see is the shorts. And... So that is a consistent we, thing. We've seen it with so many people. We've had so many people in different industries that were in the niches. They've all told us the same thing. We've, they've said, man, we tried shorts for months and our views and our ad revenue just plummeted. Wow. So, so I tell people, if you want to do shorts, treat it like a TikTok channel. Just do a second YouTube channel for shorts yeah. only. Drive yeah. the traffic. But we just found it wasn't worth the time. Yeah. Joe Rogan did that when he was on YouTube, he'd have his long channel and then he had the shorts. So separate right. them. So it really is. I think about, so it goes back to the earlier point you made about being super relevant, making it really right. easy for YouTube to understand what you're about and consistency. People don't necessarily like change. I know right. people that have been longtime listeners of my podcast, they're comfortable with the this format. If I started having like co-hosts and sound effects, I don't even know if I can, I don't know if that's going to come through or not, but right. That's a big key, right? To when you mention people like Joe Rogan and things, is that you know most of us are not them. They have so they will always be able to do and get away with things that the average person can't. And so that's why 
I, there's always someone to tell me well, this person did, but unless we're that person, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about what the average person's going to do that doesn't know how to use YouTube and they want to get started. These are the steps that you can launch a channel and get videos. And based on how you monetize your channel, yeah. you can, we monetize first before we publish videos. That's something else that, that the audience, if you're watching or listening, I will tell you, I am a hundred percent believer and you should get your channel monetized before you publish any videos. And we do it for a couple of reasons. It takes about 30 to 45 days to get the channel monetized. We upload one video, 60 minutes or longer. We get the channel monetized with that. And while that's happening, that gives us 30 days to produce videos so that when we start publishing, we have enough in the queue that we don't miss a day and we can maintain that consistency. Got it. Now, does that affect what the algorithm, that one 60 minute video, is that training the algorithm? Hey, the people that watch this for the cut now? Okay. I mean, we have, we, that's an argument people make. My counter to that is it may be true, but once we start publishing every day, that starts training the system more. And those, they're all organic views. But in theory, someone that watches, like I can take this hour podcast we've done and upload it to a brand new channel and use this to get the thousand subs and 4,000 watch hours. And then it get monetized. And then we can start publishing videos on underwater basket weaving. Right. And it would build an, it would build an audience on underwater basket weaving over time, which is what happens the way most people talked about doing it. The difference is if you do it normally and you just start publishing underwater basket weaving videos, it's probably going to take you three, four, five months to get monetized. Right. You do it my way, all those videos start making revenue on the first video. So how do you monetize so fast, Drew? I'll be real honest with you. I don't, it's like driving a car. I don't know how the car works. I know how to drive it. And so my lay definitions, we have a network of YouTube channels. And we use end cards or bridge cards and, and those channels to drive traffic to that video. Though mm. so it's a little forced, it's organic in the fact where it's not bots or junk traffic, but it's not, it's also not the same as that's why I say subscribers don't really matter. It's not someone that wants to talk to Drew and wants to do business with Drew. Right, it's just right, someone right. who <clears throat> is going to sit and watch a video. Got it. Yeah. Okay. This is such a good call. People really want to go through this and listen to this a couple of times. I feel like there's just some real will serve the test of time, whether you're listening to this now or even five years from now, there's just some really good gold nuggets in this call for people to dig out. He talked about monetization strategies, AdSense, delete offers, getting sponsors, selling courses, coaching, digital products print on demand, having a membership or mastermind program, and then using that to then identify the niche using keyword research. I call it the Google A to Z. You put in your keyword yep. and then A, and you look at what, because it's predictive. And so what Google and YouTube are showing you is what they believe to be most likely to come next after. So you do the Google A to Z, the YouTube A to Z in the search, putting your keyword in the search bar, A, B, figuring that out. You talked about how to get a list of the top 100 videos you should make. What should you make your content about? You just gave that away. This was such a good call. Is there anything I didn't ask you about this that I probably should have asked you about it? You, two things. 
one, I'll answer your question. No, I don't think there's anything. There might be, and when we hang up, I might, oh, I wish I would have talked about this, but I do love this stuff. And what I would say is my shameless plug is if you are anything like I am or was, is you're tired of chasing the guru lifestyle and you just want more time freedom and you want to build an online business, but you want to build it your way and do what you want when you want, then I would say this is something you should consider. Faceless channels, SEO blog sites, email lists, but do it around the revenue strategy. And I would urge you to do that. Whether you get in touch with me or not, I would urge you to do it. It has been life-changing for me. I wish I would have stayed doing it 10 years ago. If I can help you in any way, Daryl, like you said, I'm pretty approachable, but it's just my name, Drew Burke. So you can get in touch with me at any platform. But the one thing you didn't ask me about, and not that you should have, but it's just another gold nugget that I want to deliver to the people. If the thought of doing a faceless channel is too much. And if you are someone who likes video and you want to build a TikTok, because TikTok I think is the best platform for getting a ridiculous amount of traffic quickly. If you are capable of doing videos, short form videos, then recently we stumbled onto a little strategy that was one of these things. It was like my grandmother used to say, if it was a snake, it would have bitten you is, when you go to Google and you type in the keyword, search for anything, doesn't matter what it is, and you scroll down now, they'll have like other questions people have asked. So it's not right. the predictive drop down. There's just like four question. or five questions. Yes. And if you click on that, it'll give you the answer. Yeah. Just make that your script. The your question script. is the yes. and record <laughs> it. And Google's telling you people want to know it. It's so unbelievably easy. But the problem is doing the work and people don't want to do the work. That's yeah. why I'm a fan of faceless YouTube channels faceless. because you can outsource it all and it's now it's so affordable. Are you, are you using AI voices? Are you into that yet? We, we do on some channels. We're still trying to gather enough data to find out if YouTube monetizes, demonetizes, or pays more, or pays less on them. We know 100% was human voice. We get to monetize. We right. just had a channel hit $30, $31 CPM, which is great for us. And the AI channels, as a rule of thumb and an average, most of them are lower CPMs. Mm. Now, I don't know exactly why yet. We don't have enough data for yeah. me to fill up. I know Google used to reprimand. So a lot of my sites, I would say earlier this year, a lot of my sites that I'm helping manage, we had a drop in search impressions and clicks and then three weeks later google reversed their stance they used to penalize people for making AI content and now if you even go look through it they actually say that it's just about high quality no matter how you right. make it and that's because i think they realized that there was a leaked email between OpenAI and or sorry there was a leaked google email about google and OpenAI, basically saying we we don't have a moat like we released this technology to the world and we've got no handle on it. They thought that their advantage was having all the database, the training databases and the weights, but people on GitHub and that, they've taken little hobby $100, $300 laptops. They've taken these tools and what they can learn and the source and they're building their own and they're highly specialized. So they're not the general like GPT, but they're very specialized. There's ones that read medical papers, this is something just a programmer does in a couple of weeks with a couple hundred bucks, like a dedicated laptop. So they just release yeah. this thing like, we just don't, we don't own, there's no moat. Like 
we are in the singularity. Like essentially they didn't say that, but they were just like, we don't know the hobby group, the programmers, they have taken this and run with it. We never imagined and whatever competitive advantage we had, we've lost. That's why Bard is now out and free and Bing and all, because they're all like, shit, we just need, like you, we just need the views. We just got to put out the good content that gets the views because that's all we know that we can control at this point. And so right. I love that. And that, it was such a golden tip. So if people that missed that, Drew's saying, you can put your keyword into Google. Google will tell you like the questions and you can click it and more questions will pop up and it'll give you the little snippet answer. And that can be your script because some people are just different formats. Yeah. People are readers, some people are listeners, some people are watchers. So huge tip. If you just do that and dominate on a topic, high quality content. One thing has been true about SEO since the beginning. Google will never reprimand you for producing high quality original content that people love. If you're trying to game the system, keyword stuff, all that, they just get rid of you. But at the end right. of the day, it's about the people, you and me, and making sure that we value what we're being given. So I love that. Yeah. People, if you're listening to this, you have any questions, go reach out to Drew Burks, D-R-E-W-B-U-R-K-S. Just look them up on Facebook and or any of the channels. We're all connected everywhere. What's your email? If people want to email. Yeah, see, I give it out all the time. People tell me I'm crazy for giving it out, but it's just my name, drewburks at gmail.com. There you go, drewburks at gmail.com. Drew, thank you so much for joining us. This was such an action-packed call, a ton of nuggets. I've got pages of notes. Um, and I know that you could be spending this time with your family or building your own channels or working with your clients and that. So thank you for coming and share with my audience so that way they can try to do a little bit better. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Thank you for having me. I appreciate everyone listening. Daryl's always been an honor, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, man.